Power Project crew, thank you for checking out today's episode. This episode is recorded on May 27th, and it is with just the Power Project crew. If you're keeping track, this is episode 392, and we had show prepped for an entirely different show, but this episode comes on um, about 24 or 48 hours away from the George Floyd situation where, uh, of course, a, a black man was killed by a white police officer, and uh, you know the controversy that that stirred up, and it was just heavy, heavy on our minds. And we, we couldn't shut up about it. So we never actually got off of the topic. So we hit that. We talked about Ahmad Arbery. Uh, the, we, we did have a laugh at the Karen uh, situation in um, Central Park. Uh, you know, again, it's, it's not a laughing matter, but it is. We, we laughed at it. I'm sorry if that offends anybody, but we were just being ourselves and we were just having the conversation. Mark gives a just really just amazing insight on his thoughts about um, Colin Kaepernick, you know, because again, this brings up all of this stuff, the uh, I can't breathe thing from back in 2014 to today, because that's exactly what happened with George Floyd again. So it's like, where have we seen this all happen? Oh yeah. In our own backyard. So Again, we we did have plans on talking about more fitness related stuff, but we just we couldn't shut up about this topic. And again, we just we were just having the conversation, and we really hope you guys do find some value in it. Um, please let us know what you guys think at Mark Bell's Power Project on Instagram at MB Power Project on TikTok and Twitter. And ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy this episode uh, with just the Power Project crew. I was watching something the other day where they had this guy. And this guy resisted arrest a lot, and it, it, it was just a – it was a white guy, and it was white cops and stuff. But, like, this guy was resisting arrest, and they, you know, they gave him a little extra. And me and my brother-in-law, we were talking about it, and I was like, you know what? I personally don't have any problem with the cops giving someone a little extra. The, the guy the guy caused a ruckus. The guy caused a problem, and the guy puts everybody in danger. The problem, though, is that when you give them a little extra, if that's the way that you handle your job and, you know, like, um, let's say that all three of us are coming onto a scene and we're all hyped up because we saw something crazy happen. But then let's say the situation is pretty much taken care of. Well, what do we do with that energy? If we're kind of used to, you know, giving them a little extra nudge in the back or shove on the ground or. Uh, you know, what I saw was this guy, you know, being handcuffed behind his back, his hands were behind his back. And then they, this is a different instance, not what you're talking about in SEMA. Mm-hmm. And this, these other police officers, they grabbed the guy by the feet and the other officers had the guy by his arms and his arms were being like ripped behind his back. You, you know, like how far can your arms go behind your back when both your hands are handcuffed behind your back? So this guy is you know perpendicular to the ground pretty much and they're holding his arms and his feet luckily the guy's like flexible or high or whatever and he didn't care and like the guy didn't get injured or hurt or anything like that it didn't seem like but that's the issue is like yeah you would like to think that if the guy causes harm or danger or if the guy hurt you a little bit that you can inflict a little bit back on them and cops i think are, they're i don't know what the rules are and the law is but I, I think that they're allowed to go exponentially a little bit above what you're supposed to, or what you're you're doing so that they can protect themselves you know if you if you whipped out a a knife i think they are allowed to pull out their gun that kind of thing 
Mm-hmm. Like they they are by law. I think they're allowed to kind of jump you in that fashion. And if I'm speaking incorrectly on that, I, I apologize. But that that makes sense. It makes sense for them to sometimes have to use deadly force. But yeah. I don't know what the situation was with that. I didn't research it much. But uh, when the guy is on the ground and he's already handcuffed, it looks like you got everything that you needed. The guy's no longer a threat to anything. It's what's what's he going to like if you stood him up and you have got four police officers, what's he going to do? Try to run away or headbutt you? I mean, <laughs> you can't really do much. Yeah, man, I, it's 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 crazy. The, the, the whole the whole video is just it's it's one of the most disturbing videos that we've seen from these situations, because, OK, his, his knees on his neck for a few minutes. The man's continuing to say he can't breathe. The man starts to lose consciousness and then the crowd hops in and they're like, yo, he's losing consciousness. Take your knee off his neck. And this officer is just chilling still there until the dude dies. It's like the guy who's talking is doing a good job of being pretty rational too, even though he's kind of hyped up. Like you can tell he's kind of mad. He did a pretty good job staying level headed. He's like, he can't breathe. He's like, I would, I would just stop filming and stop bothering you. If you would just let him up. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. pleading with the guy. Yeah. I didn't listen. Yeah. It's, this is the thing though. Like, you know, my, my buddy and I were having a talk about this this morning. Um, and it, it's, you know, I, as a community, it's, it's, there are evil, like police officers out there, but we can't like this guy. I think there was a picture of him wearing a hat that said, make whites great again or something. And that could totally be, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I saw a picture of him in that hat and then him on, on the guy's neck. So if that's actually true, we can tell that this officer was obviously a racist. <clears throat> the thing that we like that, 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 really this causes a lot of a lot of us to do is it you then take that you know makeup of a cop and you then put that on all officers just like those officers take the makeup of a black man of their stereotypical black man and they put it and say all black men are like this we need to treat these men like this and it gets very dangerous when you're taking that type of that type of outlook it's hard not to do but it's something that we can't allow ourselves to do it's it it, 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 it's hard we've had had conversations before and um we've had conversations before on this podcast talking about like if you are african-american how you have the conversation of like hey like there's injustice in this country that we're in and you might have to act above uh these circumstances that might arise you you need to be overly cautious around police officers and and things of that nature and you need to be overly respectful because they can kind of accuse you of anything and they can take things uh many many steps too far but from the other side of it it's like how is this guy who who I guess is now clearly racist, right? But like, how, how does this guy, how is he not influenced by them, by the filming that's going on? Like, how is he not like, Oh, Nope, not me. I'm not racist. Look at, I helped the guy up. You know, like, how is he not, he's not influenced by that at all. Like he just is like heartless. He just doesn't care. He thinks he's doing the right thing. I mean, it's just, it's, you would, I guess, I guess my point here is that you would think that police officers would be conscious of this. Uh, not not to a way that would impose uh, or not in a way that would 
to threaten their safety, but you think they would be conscious of, hey, I need to be really careful with how I treat um, how I treat everyone, first of all, but how I treat people, just people of color in general because of just how that looks and what and what is going on in our world today. And if I'm confronted with a situation, yes, I need to do my police officer duties, but I need to follow them to the T and fo- follow what I'm supposed to do so I don't get hurt, so other people don't get hurt, protect and serve. That's what they're there for. You, you need to kind of follow through on all those things, but you also have to use your head and you also have to think about who who the person is that you're dealing with. And I think that there's got to be some consideration there. Mm-hmm. There just has to be. I think that you have to have some consideration, but you would you would just think that, like, as a cop, a police officer, you would just be like, ah, you know, I don't think we need this kind of bullshit to happen again and for this to be seen again. And even if you were doing something wrong, you would just figure that you would stop doing it if there was a camera there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then people, not people, but, like, someone could think – you know, like, oh, it's like in the moment, right? Adrenaline. Um, he didn't actually even hear or see the person filming, uh, whatever it may be. But if you are going to sign up for that job, you got to know that that's going to be a possibility and have the, uh, um, you know, capacity to be able to handle something like that. It's just, it's crazy to me to, to think that. You know, even with the Ahmad Arbery thing about people now coming out saying, "Oh, he had been seen at the uh, construction places. He had been seen doing this." He went, doesn't matter to me, man. He shouldn't be dead. So, you know, when it comes to the Ahmad Arbery thing, because mm-hmm. that did come out, right? Mm-hmm. The dude went into. I've done this before. He went into a house that was in the process of being built. Those homes are open. Like you could, there are videos of. I mean, I'm not trying to like uh, separate here, but there there are tons of videos of white people just going to random houses saying, hey, I like that counter. Oh, that's a great design of the kitchen. Ahmad was seen on camera going into a house, coming out of the house, having nothing in his hands. It's not against the law. People do that shit all the time. And people were trying to take that and say, oh, well, he he was going to property that wasn't his own. Like, that's... Like, he was up to something, eventually. Like, who cares? Even if he was. Exactly. Who fucking cares? Like, people are going to hunt him down and and shoot him? Um, I'm sure that there's been many uh, white people who have done the same thing in that same neighborhood. Yeah you know who have kind of checked out that house or whatever they were doing in there and they probably didn't get well we don't have any information that they got hunted down and and killed right Mm -hmm. and and i I don't want to make light of the situation of course but um did you guys see the um central park karen situation (laughs) oh my god so so that, that that was it was really strange the, her behavior but it was it was funny to me because you know somebody's hearing us speak right now and say there's no not that there's no racist cops but like it's like no it's not like that it's not like that it's like dude watch that video and you know here's a, a you know white woman saying there's an african man he's yeah what did he say uh he's attacking me something he's, like he's, that yeah and she's crying to the cops and stuff bro. and like 
Like, oh, like, don't take it there. Mike Mutzel, he put out a post on Twitter. And he's like, as a white man, I'm glad this craziness was caught on camera. Because <laughs> I guess somebody, another Karen, tried to call the cops on him and his daughter last night for uh, playing playing in the park because they weren't social distancing or something like that. The, the crazy and the scary thing about that video, man, is that woman understood the situation she was in, that there's a black guy here. If I call the cops and I sound scared over the phone, they're going to come here and they, they're going to automatically be on my side and something could happen to this guy. And he, like She was trying to scare him to run away because she knew his vulnerability and his the probably the way he feels towards police. Mm-hmm. She knew the power she had there and she was wielding that sword brazenly. <laughs> and like, it, it's, it's, fucking crazy yeah and like and you saw her like she was like she had her dog on the leash oh, and she was pretty dog. much choking her dog as she was doing all this all these crazy antics so the dog got taken taken away from her by the way um one, one thing i don't know is i don't know if these things will like help or assist anything like especially in the case uh of uh what was going on with the police officer um with the guy with the knee in the guy's back i mean i, I think that white people will still identify that as well that guy's a criminal you know like that guy are they don't they don't care what the situation is the the, the cops handcuff that guy because he's a dirtbag because he's a criminal he's a scumbag he's a this is what people say this is how people think you know i i, I know like you know with my my brother getting in a lot of trouble and my brother you know, being in and out of like rehab centers and stuff, he would be like, I'm, I'm, I'm in here with a bunch of, you know, worthless scumbags, worthless dirt bags. And I'm like, well, that's how they view, <laughs> that's how they view yeah. you, you know? And then once he got a bad reputation and once he was seen in a certain light by police officers, when he got pulled over, they would search his car. They would, and then it was always like, Hey, do they even have the right to do that? But it was always, it, you know, it was always like, um, we, we just never knew what the hell we, you know, we couldn't get the truth from him ever, obviously, but it was always these weird circumstances of like, yeah, do the police even have the right to do that? Just because you've been in trouble before doesn't mean you're not trying to change your own ways. But I think a lot of people view it as a criminal is a criminal. Like you're, you're, you are a troubled person. You get in trouble all the time and fuck it. You know what? If you die, you die because you, you shouldn't be getting in trouble like that anyway. Why not just listen to the police officer? Why not just sit down and, and do what you're supposed to do? Because I, I know for a fact that a lot of people are looking at that video and they're like, I wonder what he was doing before that. You know, just as they're saying with um, with the guy that was in, inside the house and he got hunted down in the neighborhood in Georgia. They're, they're saying the same thing. Like, what was he doing before that? He must have, you know, he probably he probably did something to them. Or he probably stole something. He did, you know, they want to, whatever they can make up, you know, and they, they I think a lot of times people, uh, those people, and what I'm saying, trying to, my point here is that I, I don't know how much that will actually learn from this because I think people just dismiss it and they'll put it in that category. Like, that guy is a criminal. He shouldn't be in that situation. I don't know what he did. He did something to somebody somewhere down the line. Maybe he didn't do it this time, but he probably did it somewhere in his past. And he, you know, he deserves what he gets. Like there's people that think that way. And I'm not sure how we, I mean, I know that we need more knowledge and we need to knock down the ignorance that's out there. But I think that that there's a lot of train of thought that's, that's that way. 
Yeah, unfortunately, it's it's true. And you know, but you know, when you say that, this is a this is a tough thing for anyone, even especially myself, to to wrap my head around. But when a person does say that, right? If they say, "I wonder what he was doing before," I can understand why you're asking that question. And I don't, I'm, I don't, I don't think it's even bad that you're asking that question. But the thing to ask is this, okay? If he was doing something before, which we now know he wasn't, he was called like he, he wasn't. Um, does what's going on in that moment, the continuous action from the police officer, is that even justified? Even if, like, what situation garners that action to be justified? Just think about that. Ahmad Arbery being chased and shot. What situation allows that to be justified? We can try and figure out what he's doing before. That's good. We have to understand the whole situation. But <laughs> is what happens to these two men justified based off of what they did? Absolutely not. I couldn't it's, agree it's, with you more. I, I think even let's just take the craziest scenario. Let's let's forget about these two situations just for a moment. And let's say that somebody went inside someone's home and shot their infant child right in the head and boom, bolted out of there. How do we treat that person? How do we treat that person that did that? That is indicative of what type of society that we have. People can have different opinions. People can think about whatever way they want to, uh, whatever way they want to an eye for an eye, you know, someone say, Hey, that person needs, you know, rehabilitation. Somebody else might say that person needs to be lit on fire. Mm. You know, there's going to be a lot of different, Hey, send that guy to jail. Let him get pounded in the butt for 10 years or whatever, <laughs> you know, before we send him the electric chair. Yeah. But it, it brings up a lot of interesting debate. And what we know from our past is how we treat people that are less fortunate and how we treat our criminals is very is very much a representation of what our society is and what our society, how our society acts kind of as a whole. Because if you think that you should rip that person's arms and legs off and, 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 and rip off his eyelashes and his eyebrows while he's still alive and do all these crazy weird things to him, then I, I think that maybe I don't think that's a society that I would want to live in because then, okay, let's just take a, let's take a situation that's to a lesser degree. You know, that's obviously a crazy, crazy extreme, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say that I went in someone's home and stole something. So if we're going off of like this guy shoots an infant, gets his arms and legs ripped off and they get fed to alligators. But because I went in someone's home and stole something, if we're going based off of that uh, scale, what happens to me? <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, do I ever get a second chance in life? Like if I mess up, you know, if I uh, roll through a stop sign because I'm drunk and I, and I wipe out an entire family because I have an alcohol addiction is my life over is the rest of my life. And I'm not even saying I know the answer to whether that should or shouldn't be the case. What if I'm not drunk? What if I'm not drunk and I happen to go through the stop just because I just didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Human error happens all the time and I wipe out a family. What do I deserve that? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it starts to sound, um, it sounds really crazy. And I think it would be amazing if we could figure out a better way to just 
when when something happens, I I can't agree with what you said earlier more in SEMA. What did they do before? But like, hold on a second. Uh, wh- what does it matter what they did before? Because let's let's detain the person and let's find out more information about what they did before. You know, coming up in the next couple uh, days, the next couple of weeks, the story will unfold. You know, they they say in like epistemology, like what's knowable? What what can we know about the situation? And if you just got to a scene and two people are all bloodied up and there's one guy with bloody knuckles, you, you don't really know what happened. You can kind of assume, okay, this guy beat the hell out of these two people. I don't know what he did. I don't know why, but I'm just because I don't know what happened, I'm going to detain everybody, ask everybody questions. The guy with the bloody knuckles, you'll probably find out that he did punch them and maybe that's assault. Maybe you got to take him to the police station. But there's no reason uh, to take that guy who beat those two people up. There's no reason to take that guy and beat the shit out of him. We don't have all the information. You don't have all the and that's also not a great way to treat someone even if they were a criminal if they did even if they did do something yeah you know that's an interesting point have you guys heard at all about like the scandinavian prison system no so in the scan i think it's scandinavia their prison system instead of like here where it's a punishment um people are sent to prison and it's they, they punish them right uh in scandinavia apparently it's more like a reformation so they do a lot of things and activities with all of these individuals in prison to try to help them reform and go back to into society successfully. When you hear a lot about the prison system that we have here, even if it's for a minor drug charge where dude has, has something on him, he's sent to prison. You, you're in the same place and you're doing the same things that violent individuals that have murdered people are. It's the same punishment, but it, it's like, it's it's not focused on trying to reform people and help them try to become hopefully good members of society. It's a very different thing. Um, I can't say that I know a crazy amount about our, about prison systems in general, but that interesting comparison is something I think is that can be looked into in terms of our prison system. Um, it's probably but, not a lot of money in that, though. But yeah. <laughs> in, in, in traditional prisons in America, there's a lot of money to be made off of essentially legal slaves at that point. Yep. So there is. That would that's, be that's, that'd be tough. Mm-hmm. It would be. Well, there's um in in the NFL. There's a lot of debate going on right now about uh. It's called the Rooney Rule. Maybe you guys could look it up while mm-hmm. you're while we're on here. But um, it was created by Art Rooney, the owner of the Steelers. Um, and, and they're they're trying to look into you know why there isn't more opportunities for African Americans in the NFL when it comes to the higher up positions. Um, and it might be all minorities. So again, forgive me if I. It is all minorities. You're right. It's yeah, all it's, probably, it's probably all minorities because I don't see like an Asian football coach or anything like that either. So that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, so yeah, I mean it has to do with minorities, but one of the things that they said, and, and this like really. Uh, it's just um, it was just something I didn't think about before but they were like so they're talking about having um, minority owners and they were talking about the only way to kind of get to this is for the current owners to mingle with some of these potential minority owners or these uh, 
owners to uh, mingle with these potential minority coaches mm. because for the most part, if you're white and you own a football team, I mean, I, I know that you, 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 you have the football team. You have a lot of African-Americans that play on the football team. You have a lot of minorities that play on the football team. Um, but your friends, the people that you mingle with, the people that you are around, there's, there's, it's probably not a ton of diversity. Especially right? the age group of an owner, like yeah, right, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. These old, these older people that may have had these uh, previous, uh, you know, notions in their head uh, of of, um, of of racism, right? And so they talked about like, you know, what do we do? Do we institute like these awkward parties where? <laughs> people are now having an opportunity to kind of get around each other. And they were, they were really trying to explore like, like what do we do with this situation? One of the things they, they proposed was um, to encourage uh, teams to get my, to, to hire minority coaches. And then you would get like extra draft picks for it and stuff. But that sounds really weird. Um, it, it, it sounds it, it sounds like someone's head is in the right spot because they're trying to solve the problem, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're trying to. They're like, okay, you know, this this is an issue. Well, maybe we can do this, and maybe this would help support that. Um, but that doesn't that doesn't really that, that sounds a little uh, a little strange to me. So it, it's uh, I don't know. I just found it. I found it all to be very interesting. But that wasn't something that I thought about before. I'm like, yeah, well, these coaches probably. Um, I'm sorry, these owners probably are unfamiliar with some of these coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the coaches could potentially be coming from, um, you know, schools where there's uh, where, where the, the entire school is, is, is black or the entire school is African-American or something like that. So, like, how would the owner have been someone who has uh, any knowledge of, of some of these uh, people? So, yeah, it was just very, very interesting. Yeah, so the the Rooney rule is basically they just have to meet a quota of interviews, not actually hiring. So they got to hire or they got to interview someone of a different ethnicity for the head coach position or any senior. Uh, I don't know some some kind of I, I can look it up again, but just like a, a higher up position, mm-hmm. they have to at least interview somebody of a different race. But there's no actual like uh, quota to meet right. to of well, hiring. That makes sense too. I mean, yeah. you don't want to force people to hire people. Th- yeah, that, that would be weird. Little... Yeah, yeah. You know, like it comes down to obviously finding the best person for any type of job. You don't want to just hire someone just because they're Asian or just because they're black. That that undermines all the work that that person has potentially done and all the work that the potential better applicants have put in too. Mm-hmm. But the what it sounds like for what Andrew said. It is kind of necessary to allow or to somehow get individuals that are also trying to vie for these positions into the room to have the opportunity. If they don't meet the expectation and there's someone that is actually better qualified, okay, cool, that's fine. Like that, that always the best person that's qualified should get the job. But if they're not even allowed to get an opportunity or not, they're, they're, they're never seen, that's, that's a big issue. Yeah, you know. I'd be curious to know, like, before that rule, how often were, you know, black dudes being uh, interviewed for being a coach? Like, was it like never? Like, I, I wouldn't know, but, you know, it would be interesting to see that and then to see after, you know, uh, like the guy from the um, uh, the Colts. I, I can't remember his name. He won with. Benji. 
Coach Dungey, one of the greatest. You know, like would he have gotten his shot if not for this rule? I don't know timelines and stuff, so I'm not sure. But you're right, and Seema, like if yeah, at least they now have the the doors open, and it's up to them to crush that interview. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You, it's. I think it always comes down to who's the best person, not what do we have enough do we have enough Asians in our facility mm-hmm. do we have enough this in our facility um, as it is like you know uh, Asians, Latinos, etc. we are a minority in the country so if you think logically about this for most of these areas we will be the minority there too anyway it's not going to be half black coaches in the NFL and half white coaches just because there are just probably more white dudes that are able to have access but there are probably a lot of black and asian coaches or whatever that just haven't even been able to get their foot into the room Mm -hmm. yeah and we're not too far away from you know america uh you know the the white (laughs) white male americans will be the minority you know we're we're getting we're getting we're creeping closer and closer to that you know and so you know, I, I don't know. Uh, well, I don't think we'll ever be out of the woods. I think people are always going to have disputes. And when um, when anything's just remotely different, whether it's you believe in a different religion, you have a, you have a different belief, you have a different skin color for some reason. You know, I, I don't know where it came from or how it, how it is or how it works. The people, they, they, they love to fight about it. They love to not see the other person's side for some reason. They, they, I, and I don't know what, what that is, but uh, hopefully we can keep working towards, you know, getting to uh, getting to a better place. Yeah. Not seeing the other person's side. You know, you always talk about being rational and it just, to me, it seems like there's whenever somebody sparks like, and they, or they go hard in the paint on like, no, that wasn't a racist cop. He was doing his job. It's like, well, think about it rationally, dude. Like, does a does a person deserve to die for whatever reason you know we've been saying like no they don't so think think about it rationally you know like goodness but yeah you're right mark i don't think we're going to be out of the woods for a long time you know last thing real quick about this it's like you know cops have body cams but a lot of them are able to turn them off it's like it's funny i've been in situations with cops before and my response is always the same my voice comes up about eight octaves I talk really softly and I have a big smile on my face. How I'm good officer. How are you? Like this, this is what, this is what, this is no, I'm, I'm absolutely serious. This is what I sound like when I talk to the police, I have no base. Yeah. I have no base because I can't, I'm literally scared of being myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's, that's not me knocking on police officers because they're all, probably a majority of officers no not probably most definitely mm-hmm. majority of police officers are good people but there are a lot to be fucking scared of because there's a lot that, that have a power trip it's like somehow we have to figure out how to weed out <laughs> these evil cops and it's not just the job of people because these cops get caught way too late the situation okay he's getting fired he's now caught but it's like we also need police officers to figure out who in the force is probably not a it's who, who should probably not be here how can mm-hmm. we get them out because this is not looking good for them either you know you, you can't blame you can't blame us <laughs> being scared of them and that's the shit that we see i am literally afraid of cops i come across i know they're not all bad but i am afraid situation you know 
such a just a absolutely ugly situation and like that guy's family like i'm sure everyone's running through like excuses on why to still like even be supportive of him you know like it, it's a it's a weird it's a weird situation because it's not like it, it's not like uh he saw the guy like reach into his pocket. He thought he had a gun and he overreacted and shot him or whatever. You know, it's, it's nothing like that. It's like this slow drawn out. You basically choke the guy to death almost because you had your knee in his neck with his head twisted in a weird way with his hands behind his back when he was completely just, he wasn't fighting or doing anything from where the video started and stuff. And it's like, how does anybody defend that guy? But I guarantee you they will. You know, I guarantee you that that family, his wife, his his children, uh, his his parents, his parents. You know, they might somebody in his family might be strong enough to admit, oh yeah, he made a mistake. But they'll just view it as just a mistake. And it's like, no, that's that's actually that's way different than like just a mistake. You took someone else's life, and you did so in a very slow and drawn out way. That, that lasted minutes you know it, it, it's one thing to like throw the guy down be on top of him and to kind of rethink what you did and you maybe laid on him an extra 45 seconds than you should have and then you pop up and you say you know what I'm, I'm over it I'm not you know I'm not emotionally attached to it anymore give the guy his space that's one thing but what this guy did it, it was um, you know there's a big difference right there's a big difference between somebody uh somebody murders someone because it's it's out of uh it's out of like a fit of rage or almost a, a spontaneous thing that they 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 weren't calculated about it like when chris benoit when when chris benoit uh the the pro wrestler when he when he snapped and he killed his family and killed himself i think initially people just thought that boom he snapped and that was it but that's not what happened when they gained further information he killed his wife a day or two later, while his wife's dead body is in the house, he smothers their child with a pillow, and then he hangs himself. And it's like there, there's degrees to this kind of stuff, right? When it happens like that, it's like that is a really fucking crazy person that, like, you don't want that kind of person on this planet even. Like, that is a really demented person. Now, we could say that he's sick. We could say he's mentally ill and that he needed help. And that is probably we, – we know more about these situations now. He had a lot of concussions and so on. And so yeah. you could still have some empathy for someone even when they have taken things that far. But it, it's just – an it's it's a – you know, criminal justice is a really is a really interesting thing. But I think there's there's some massive differences going on between, but again, these guys that hunted down the guy in Georgia again. I'm sorry, I forget. I'm his not name. I'm right. So in that situation, you know, when they that's a calculated thing. Like, you know, the, the guy hits the other guy like, hey, let's go. We're going to go. And, and they're they're driving like it's it's not. It's not they're just only caught up in the moment and it's just a couple seconds worth. Like we saw the guy we saw the guy coming out of the house and we we, we were pretty sure he stole something, so we shot him. Even that's horrible, right? But that's at least less thought about. Like the longer that you think about it, the worse that it is. Let's go get him and let's go and let's go kill him. Like that's c completely ridiculous. 
Yeah, so I didn't even <clears throat> see what happened with the George Floyd situation because I just saw John Jones tweeting a bunch of stuff about it. I saw the picture. It made me feel terrible. And, you know, I just I kind of shut social media down. But uh, if anybody else like me just kind of clicked out of it, um, what exactly happened? Well, the cops called or someone called the cops saying that he it was like a it was a forge situation. So, like, they called him reporting a forgery, something like that. Cops come. I don't know what happened before the video starts, because if you watch the whole video, the video starts with you seeing uh, an Asian cop at the front telling everybody to back away. Um, The white guy has his knee on his neck. He's screaming, saying, I can't breathe. Please help. And everybody in the outside is just trying to tell the cops. No one even trying to get violent with the cops. They're just trying to tell the cops to take the knee off the neck. Maybe more is known about it right now, but then you just slowly see him stop speaking and then you see him die. And then everyone's like, even before he actually fully died, though, there was this one guy who was continuing to say, hey, he's losing consciousness. Hey, he, he's not breathing. He's not breathing. And the officer looks down at him, looks up, looks down, looks up, keeps the knee on the neck. Like all he did was pull out his mace i saw that yeah again it's it's it literally it makes no sense none of us can explain that shit it's it's literally just evil uh, that's that's all i can say it's just evil on that cop's part to 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 do all that because you don't need to do all that if he's on the ground you don't need your knee in his neck like and i, I was texting you guys yesterday eric garner same shit <laughs> he's just being held down and he slowly dies so and that, he's like i can't breathe i can't breathe that was the guy outside the convenience store right yep. right yeah yep. yeah that was yep. in like 2014 and the only reason so i was actually i googled it right now because i couldn't remember it but that was when like a bunch of nba players were wearing the i can't breathe shirts and when you said i can't breathe i'm like where have we heard this before where have Here's we seen right. this before what was his name? I'm saying like I don't I don't know if people are gonna you know I don't know if we're gonna I, I know we try to do a better job we have you know further evaluation when they hire police officers and and things like that but I mean this is you got to also think these are only the things that get kicked up to us too there's a lot of things that happen where somebody didn't have a camera you know somebody didn't have an opportunity to to film the injustice that happened where even it could be something like. Uh, could be something more i mean none of it's minor but it could be something that is uh you know doesn't result in someone dying but just imagine if you were speeding and the cops roughed you up a little bit it's like you're who doesn't go everyone goes over the speed limit every day let's remember the only reason we even knew about the ahmaud arbery situation was because the video came out because that shit happened two months ago like two and a half months ago the shooting and his death happened that long ago but the only reason we know about it is because somebody released the video to the media and then those guys get taken in (laughs) so think about that guys (laughs) because yeah i think it happened in february and then it didn't come out till you know recently and that's when the shitstorm came and that's when people are like, oh, wait, we should probably do something. Those guys are still just running around, you know, freely. It's like, what? Like, what? hold on. Like, so yeah, people are it, saying, like, you know, can't put them in prison right now because of Corona and all that shit. People were mentioning that. But then why were they taken in now? Like, why do we choose to take them in mm-hmm. now? Because everybody knows when yeah, there are exactly. eyes on the situation, people will, will act accordingly. But when no one's watching, you don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> 
Uh, you know, and it's it sucks because, um, you know, everything works this way in terms of like, uh, you know, the police officers, I mean, at least they have to go through some physical and through some like psychiatric evaluation and stuff. But when you are like a politician, you know, they're they're trying to have more strict policies on that as well. But as we were just talking about with the Rooney rule, and, and again, I, I'm unaware of like, you know, what kind of rules we have in terms of um, hiring politicians. But I mean, we're, we're seeing some really hard evidence of it right now. Like the politicians are quite possibly some of the dumbest people that we could ever rally, <laughs> ever rally up, you know, it, at least it appears that way at the moment. I mean, the, the percentage of people that are dying from this virus and how many people uh, that we have, you know, just that have been forced into this quarantine, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, and, and it just kind of leads you to believe like, it's like, um, obviously people need to have certain credentials to be a politician. And uh, I shouldn't say that they're all stupid. Right. But a lot of them I'm sure are very intelligent and I'm sure many of them are very well-meaning. But how, like, how are these people not fighting for our rights right now? I mean, this is why we elect these officials. This is why we elect these people. And, you know, when elections come around again, I'm, I'm going to be the first person to be, I don't even normally vote. Um, you know, I don't always vote uh, on a local level, but now I'm going to pay a lot more attention to that. And I'm going to make sure these people that are, you know, representing us now are not reelected. I'm going to do everything in my power to try to make sure that doesn't happen. Cause the, I, I feel that the, there's two, there's way too many mistakes going on right now with, with what we're seeing and with um, just the, just the knowledge that we have. I mean, more and more of the truth keeps coming out over and over again. And we're seeing more and more people. I, I saw like a video from Tony Robbins and it's like, Hey, congratulations, Tony. You're, you're two months behind the power projects. <laughs> you know, he, he, his whole thing is, is saying a lot of the similar things that we, we found on this show. And, um, you know, as the truth comes out, like, will there be any punishment for these people? You know, these people that, um, not really saying there should be a lot of recourse necessarily against, um, well, I mean, maybe there should be because there. What has happened is leading a lot of people to be more depressed than ever. What has happened is has is leading people to, and again, it's people's own interpretation of what's going on. They could make the best of the situation, whatever way they can. But some people just don't know any better. You know, they had their job. Now they don't have their job. Now they're pissed off. Now they're upset. Now they're depressed, and so on. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what kind of ha- happens moving forward with with all this. Politics is murky, man. Politics is so murky. I'm going to be the first to say that I don't know all of the policies and all the things that a lot of these guys are doing, you know, but I just find it so funny. Um, You mentioned Joe, you you didn't mention Joe Biden, but when you mentioned there are a lot of dumb politicians out there, he came first to mind because I I watched the, uh, the interview that he did with Charlemagne, the whole interview, by the way, not just the part where he said what we're about to talk about here. I'm not black. (laughs) (laughs) He said, you're, you're not, if you have to choose between Trump and myself, or if you can't make that decision, as in, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. But that's not even what I want to really talk about here. That whole interview, Joe Biden didn't mention one thing because like Charlemagne, obviously a lot of a lot of black people are going to be listening to this interview because Charlemagne, that's his audience. So the whole point of Biden coming through is for that for the listeners is, OK, what are you going to help our community with? 
Biden didn't say one thing he was going to help the community with, by the way. There was a lot of like dodging. There was a lot of like buzzwords and things, but there was no, this is what I'm going to do. So his only point in doing that was just to kind of like say some nice things, secure a vote and move on. That's politics. Like politics isn't actually, this is actually what I'm going to do. Sometimes they'll end up talking about that, but it's just like, if I can kind of secure these people, I don't really get to focus on them anymore. Uh, I know that most black people don't like Trump. So I'm going to pander to them a little bit and get them to like me. And then I'm going to move on to the people that I'm, I'm unsure with. It's, it's so muddy. Right. And this is the fact that he said that though, there's still going to be people that just hate Trump so much that you're going to have to vote for Biden. That's, that's your only other choice, you know, but it's, it's, I, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's stressful. <laughs> yeah. Which one's the, the lesser of the two evils? Like, I, I think I've been hearing that every, Trump, every, sorry, every, just saying trouble. <laughs> yeah. Every, every election, I think I've been hearing that, you know, like since forever, but yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, even, uh, Robert Kiyosaki was like, ah, uh, Trump's a bullshit artist. Like, you know, he was, you know, and that's his boy, but you know, so he's talking from a different place or coming from a different place. But even he was talking about politics is like all, you know, it's all lies. It's like, Oh yeah. gosh, it's crazy, dude. Yeah, man. You know, what's, you know, what's interesting though. Like, Hmm. Me and my buddy were also talking about this this morning. I, I don't expect anybody to, to like, I don't expect anyone to post up anything about what's just happened recently it's on an expectation when i look at my feed i'm not looking about who's talking about it who's not because we were kind of talking about um do do people have a responsibility to talk about this mm. and then we, we brought up we, we our conversation ended up talking about the rock because the rock is a clean man and i say this because like he if anything happens he doesn't he doesn't mm-hmm. go towards the waters because he knows how divisive these types of topics are um and that's like it, it's no one's responsibility to talk about it but you you, you wonder sometimes maybe should they or not nah. because like if, if if someone like him did that that'd be so divisive to his audience like if you look at lebron's comments man there's so many people that were like i can't believe you posted this this is insane i'm unfollowing you because you posted this about about um uh, George about Floyd. Um, people were pissed at him for for saying it was just a wrong thing to do. You know this. Uh, it's just there's a lot. I don't. Know. Yeah, I think <laughs> a, a lot. lot of people choose to. Um, a lot of people choose to be kind of silent about some of these things because I just think they're not sure. They're not sure what good it will do. You yeah. know, and I, and I think that that's the real issue. So if you really think about it, so let let's just say. But The Rock comes on screen and he talks, you know, IG live and he talks about the situation that just happened. And he said, this is clearly an injustice and we want to make sure this doesn't happen ever again. But it's like, how do we even do that? Like, is there's there's not a way to implement uh, something he could he could just simply voice his opinion and say uh, how he's affected by it. And, you know, how it how he's internalizing it and stuff like that. And that might be helpful to some people that might help give some people uh, some hope because they might be like, yeah, man, I feel the same way. This is ridiculous. You know, they, they might kind of get behind that. But um, the main thing to try to think about here is how do we get more educated so we can figure out a way to where these things 
don't happen as much. Like, um, could our schools, uh, could, could our schools have more diversity? Um, I think that would be helpful. Like I wasn't, I wasn't exposed to a lot of minorities. Um, I happened to, when I was really young, I shared with you guys that story about my friend. I was like, I asked him why he was black and I would think I was like six or seven or something, you know? And so I, I had, I had some, uh, minority friends and stuff like that when I was young, but like in my area, there wasn't much, you know? And so just imagine, and, and I don't, I don't know how it would work. I don't know, you know, but, but imagine if your school was diverse that like, I know, I know with my kids, like, even if I make like a, a, a racial joke or even anything towards someone being gay or a- anything at all in my household, my kids are like, dad, like, what are you doing? You know, like they, they're like, um, not only, not only are they, they're like intolerant of it. Like they don't, they don't want to hear it because they go to school with um, they're, they're mainly uh, mainly Asian kids, but there's still a lot of diversity in, in the in the school district and, and in the school that they go to. And they're very aware of uh, people that are homosexual. They're very aware of like what's going on in today's world. And so I wonder, like, if if there's a way to have more integrated schools, if something along those lines would help, because now I don't really need to be taught a whole lot about you. You sit right next to me in math class, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I think just naturally, uh, I mean, Andrew, you probably have more say on this since like you see who, who Jasmine's in school with, but our generation millennials, you know, Gen Z, are they called Andrew? Uh, you, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. but it does seem, and I don't know if it's because we're in California, which is like a super melting pot, mm-hmm. but I do feel that things are better the younger we go. Like things like they're, they're, they're more used to seeing different people. They're more used to seeing them in a positive light. Like it's, even when I look back at like music videos and stuff from the nineties and two thousands and the ways that black people were portrayed in the media in the nineties and two thousands. It's way better now than it was then. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's even when you look at like music videos and stuff, it's not as negative. Like it's not as uh, gangster, this criminal, that it's not that it's not like that anymore. Right. So I do believe that things are getting better with younger generations and it's just going to be, who knows what all this is going to die out. But I think overall, I think overall things are moving in a positive direction. And I think one of the reasons why we see a lot of this is just because we all have cameras now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. I, like, I don't honestly think things have been getting worse. I think it's just, we're seeing more of it. It's getting mm-hmm. in front of our eyes more and we can really understand it. This has been something that's been going on for a long time. The, yeah. the whole thing, this, this whole topic of like, you know, your phone and the camera and social media is a very interesting thing as well, because like, are people more real? Are people more authentic or are they just more fake than ever? You know, like you'll hear people sometimes say, oh, well, it'd be impossible to put on a front like that 24 seven. Maybe not. <laughs> not if there's like a lot of money involved in it. Not if there's like, but if you're being, so if social media is designed specifically to, uh, you know, 
play games with our mind and, and to really hit our like serotonin and whatever the hell uh, to really give us a lot of positive reinforcement of, of being on there and being addicted to it. Right there. These are really highly addictive things. If that's the case, then it wouldn't be hard to really to be completely fake because you're getting rewarded for it all the time. I mean, like if I, if I look at my most successful posts, right? Like, let's just say what would be markers of successful posts? Well, the like button's a good one, right? Cause there's a big old heart there. And how about a lot of comments? Well, then the most negative thing that I have ever posted before has had the largest result right the underwear (laughs) no it was it was the uh it was the batar thing i think oh okay like like went the most crazy i'm not sure i think about the rainbow yeah oh yeah the rainbow (laughs) yeah yeah, i i've had a few uh that went that went pretty crazy or the trump hat you know like (laughs) i I thought that's where you were going at first yeah i've had a few that have been Mm -hmm. that have been that way well while I don't mind posting those things because sometimes they just sort of pop up and they're kind of like, I think they're kind of fun. I think they're, uh, I think they're funny. I think they sometimes elicit in the case of the COVID thing. I don't think that it's funny, um, but I, I think that it just draws up a lot of conversation. And so sometimes I'll put up something that might be controversial. Sometimes we'll, you know, I'll do something like that. And I just think it, it's a, it's a good opportunity to drum up conversation. But if I'm being, if I'm being fake, then I would specifically just engineer those things all the time, which I could very easily do. I, I, I could take a picture with Daisy and, and, and like flex my bicep or something and get like a ton of likes, right? I, there's, there's a bunch of stupid stuff that I could do that's not really me. But my point is I could be rewarded for it immediately on Instagram. And I, so it's, it's interesting because everyone's got a phone and people are like, people are going to find out if, if people are fake, we get to see who's who because uh, there's so much social media, so much stuff's being recorded. It's like, I don't know about that, man. I think people are more fake or have the ability to be more fake than they ever have in, before. Yeah, if it's if it's how you eat, you know, that you just are that now, you know, like that. That sucks that you just pointed that all of this out. <laughs> Everyone's a fake now. <laughs> Dude, and, and the thing is like... But what about posting pictures of your food, right? I mean, you can, right? Like, Oh, yeah, no. It's I, like, I, dude, I you that. eat that healthy? Like, you're not even that good of shape. Like, hey, you, at you me being honest time, with those posts? I think right, no. that was a direct shot at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, when, when you think about that, though, you're, you're actually, you're really right. Like, what people are rewarded for what may get the most likes and what may get the most likes might not be them themselves. Uh, did you guys hear about the recent Kardashian that changed her face? She got another plastic surgery. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I gotta, I gotta look Which this one? up. Is it Chloe or whatever, but there's a, all right, that's enough for racial equality. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry, but this, this is, this no, kind of just it. goes, funny. this goes into exactly what you're saying. It's uh, Chloe Kardashian. So, right so that's um, that's oj simpson's daughter right is it chloe yeah 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 oj simpson's daughter okay <laughs> she just got a surgery that's the, by the way that's the only like fact that i know about the kardashians other than like the sex tape thing but yeah that, that's about it <laughs> so so chloe kardashian gets another plastic surgery chloe kardashian doesn't look like chloe kardashian anymore and, and you know they've all changed their faces substantially from who they were before <laughs> but but the, the thing is this 
those photos are going to get way more likes, way more shares, way more views from the public. Her literally getting a fake face. Literally changing her face and Damn. becoming somebody different is going to get more attention and more likes and more love from the whole community. And that's the person that she's going to be because it's rewarded. Right. Like, and if she has a makeup line or whatever, like that's going to now sell more because she's prettier now. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the social media. Is. And it, hey, and but we know that if someone had fake tits that we wouldn't like that. Right. <laughs> Not in this house. No. <laughs> We I wouldn't love, click the like button for that. We have high standards over here. <laughs> I love Jesus and I love my woman. I don't. Ah, nope. We <laughs> follow no women on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, but yeah. All, all natural, just like uh, perfect ketos. Um, I don't know. I was, I was trying to spin that, but it's actually just no artificial sweeteners. My bad. But I did want to bring them up because we do have a new promo code. Things got switched up for this uh, upcoming month. Um, have you guys had the peanut butter cookies yet? No, I have not. You got them. They probably sent them directly to you and not us. I think they sent them all them? to me. Wow. Yeah. Son of a. I should just make up stuff on the podcast <laughs> that, that they're sending me. You guys have their new, uh, the new perfect keto pizza and the new Wait, perfect so keto joking? cheesecake no they have uh peanut butter uh, they have peanut butter cookies now and they're they're better than the other two cookies of course they are well they have cook they have a what a, cook, they a have chocolate chip one du- they have a double, chocolate, chocolate chip yeah double chocolate chip and then just regular chocolate chip cookie which is amazing which Bruh. apparently is not the best <laughs> one now I wouldn't know anything about that. Y- y'all remember, actually, it was the first time we talked about the cookies. And I was like, if they make a peanut butter, that would be so good. And Mark gets the peanut butter. <laughs> hey, but you you willed it into exi- its, its, its existence. They stole your idea, and then they sent it to me to just to, like, rub it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Anywho, for more information on Perfect Keto, please head over to perfectketo.com slash powerproject at checkout. Enter promo code powerproject. 25 for 25% off any order of $50 or more. Again, new code. So anything from the previous episodes uh, is no longer valid. So please make sure you use promo code power project for 25% off any order of $50 or more. Sorry. had to throw that in there. <laughs> I wonder if LeBron James will um, ever get into politics because he seems to have uh, been voicing his opinion a lot, like over not, not just like recently, but over the last several years, really. Yeah, there's the whole shut up and play basketball thing. Y'all remember that? No. Oh, shut up and dribble. Still remember? No, yeah, I don't, know. I don't remember. He, he was getting um kind of active. I think it was it was probably after someone else. I think it was probably after someone else got shot, and he was being very vocal about it. He was, yeah, he was being super vocal about it. And some newscaster was like, he needs to just shut up and dribble. Mm. Mm. Because it was like these athletes shouldn't be trying to get involved in, in terms of these things and, and, and putting their influence into it. And Shit, he, I think we could really that. use someone like him. Yeah. I, like he has this whole school thing. He's doing, he does a lot for the community. He does a lot of, in terms of awareness. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. I think so many people are turned off by, by trying to be a politician. It's, um, you know, we, we were talking to Bo Hightower. It's like how reasonable and how intelligent of a person does that guy seem like? And it, it, it seems like it's a, uh, it seems like it sucks that he doesn't want to be a politician. Like, it seems like it, it, it could assist humanity. Like if somebody who has that amount of knowledge, uh, 
would want to go that route, but he was like, nah, it's going to be too much on my family. <laughs> you know, and probably a lot of people probably feel similar. Like there's like too much heat associated. Maybe, maybe the rock or maybe like a Cena or maybe something like that. Maybe they just don't want to, you know, it's, it can get real dicey, you know, yeah. it can get really, you know, what's the, uh, I, I guess it makes some sense for the rock. If he's, you know, traveling down the, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger road a little bit. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe there are, maybe those are some things that call to him. I don't know. Actually. Hmm. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this. I just want to get both of you. Like, I'm curious what you guys are thinking. You remember like, and NFL players were still doing this when they were kneeling during the national anthem. And a lot of these players are making sure to clarify that they're not disrespecting America. They're trying to bring awareness to something that's happening within their community. But for some reason, there were so many people that were spinning this and saying they're disrespecting our flag. They're disrespecting our troops when it doesn't have anything to do with our troops. It doesn't have like negatively, even in that context. And just like, well, like when you look at those situations, you're just like, why can't people just kind of see what these athletes are really trying to say? It's like you're taking another type of message and putting that on top of it when that's not the intention. It, it's well, the I think tension get behind mad. it. Yeah, exactly. People get mad and then they they're irrational. The second day you get mad, you're you're the second that you're like, fuck Colin Kaepernick, man, it's stupid. Like as soon as you say that, you you're already done. Now if you can if you can say, Hey, I disagree with what Colin Kaepernick did and here's why, well now we're in a good conversation. This is excellent, right? Mm-hmm. Um I would say that like you know what Colin Kaepernick did I would say that it's justified because I don't know through what other means he w- if indeed he's authentic about wanting to get this particular message across which I think that he is a lot of people don't think that he is but I I, I think not only was he but he also got his message across right like he got everybody's attention now people are going to say like you can't use the NFL's platform for that. That's disrespectful to the NFL. Like the NFL provides you that platform. But how else is he going to do it? He's going to hold a press conference. You know, is, no one's going to care. No, if he does it in a in a very logical way, he 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 he. I don't know. Writes a letter to the fucking commissioner or whatever. Like if if he if he does these kinds of things, I don't think he gets heard nearly in the same way. Maybe he gets heard. Maybe he gets an opportunity. Maybe he gets a shot. Maybe he gets to talk with like Oprah or something like that on TV. And maybe he gets some of his message out there. But I don't think it happens um, in the same way and and to the same degree. Um, I would also say like I, I don't really know any other way that, than to sometimes get attention than to like kind of uh, you know stir the pot, but. But what I would say in regards to that situation in particular is I, I would kind of – I've listened to uh, Jocko Willink before, a lot actually. But Jocko Willink, when he would talk about um, being a veteran and he would talk about you know being a veteran, being involved in war, being someone that served this country versus being a civilian, I think a lot of people in the military – they have resentment at some stage for civilians because they're like, man, I can't believe these assholes live their life this way. And how dare Colin Kaepernick act that way when we're fighting for his freedom? Now, a true veteran, I believe, somebody that's more level-headed, and I heard 
Jocko talk about not specifically Colin Kaepernick, but um, to kind of extrapolate what he said and put it into this as he was retired from the military and as he saw how people acted, he was like, you know what? It's that guy, that person's right to act like a complete asshole because that's what I fought for. I, I fought for the freedom for that guy to be an asshole and for that guy to be a drunk every day. And I fought for that guy over there to be an entrepreneur. I fought for that guy over there to be a lawyer. I fought for that guy. That's a choice that I made. I, I made that decision to go and fight for these beliefs that I believe in. I took orders and I, I went and I did that. So I, I would kind of, when I think about, you know, like a Colin Kaepernick or somebody and I'm not a fan of violence. So anything that's violent, I, I, I'm, I would just love to see someone think of a different way, you know, but maybe even sometimes that's necessary. I, I'm not sure. But I think what Colin Kaepernick did was nonviolent. And I think that that was, I personally view it as intelligent, regardless of what anybody else kind of thinks of the matter or whether, or what they think of me thinking about, the situation, I, I think it's intelligent because I don't know in what other fashion he could have got his message across. And I also think that is what America is based on. That is what our, our freedom is for that. Our freedom is to say, you know what? I totally disagree with that. That is pure bullshit. And I'm not, I, I don't, you reserve the right to, now don't go and disrespect the flag in a way that is going to mess up everybody else's happiness and mess up every like don't go and grab the flag and rip it up in front of people don't go burn a freaking flag yeah yeah don't go burn it don't go act like a crazy person now now that's a whole different category of stuff don't go spitting on it and don't do stuff like that it, that's very clearly being disrespectful to the flag to the country and so on but even in that case you have the freedom to do so like we're not we're not going to uh you know chop your arms and legs off for even if you threw the flag on the ground i mean now if there's military people there <laughs> they're gonna beat your ass i'm sure <laughs> but you you get my point like i think that if we're trying to think about why do we have these freedoms what are they for well they're to continually to try to progress um society forward how do we keep moving society forward well we keep asking good questions uh, i'm not in favor of the way that the police uh the way the police treat African-Americans, I'm not happy with the way African-Americans are being treated in the United States. So when they do the national anthem, which is to show respect for the country, I, I'm, I'm not going to put my hand over my heart and I'm not going to I'm going to kneel instead or whatever, whatever the situation. I think it, I think it made a lot of sense. One of the most peaceful things he could have done. Yeah, I think, you know, to answer the original question, like what? you know, why were people so up in arms about it? I think it just has to do with the flag, you know, it is in on this big stage, you know, it's an NFL game. It's kind of like a, a lot of people like get real emotional during that time. You know, the American, like the, you know, the, they'll get an American flag. That's the size of a, in a of an entire football field. Mm -hmm. And it looks sick, dude. It's amazing. Mm. And then, you know, so here's their like you know super high point in their lives, and then they look over and there's Kaepernick kneeling, and it's like whoa, wait a second, and then that's when you hear the comments, well if you don't like it, go to another country, and da da da. It's like well, you really really missed the point. 
So I think that's what it is. It just comes back to the the flag. And then, of course, you know, people get like rage drunk. You know, they they get super like one sided upset and like there's no way you can talk them down from that ledge. Like they're already over. (laughs) It's the emotions of it. It's Mm -hmm. the interpretation of, you know, what they feel that it means to be an American. And we've talked about this a bunch of times here. It's like. Andrew's interpretation and Seema's interpretation, my interpretation, it's all going to be different on what it means. Like you guys could be for it. You guys could be against it. Well, uh, you know what Kaepernick did, or you could have your, you're going to have different insight and different information uh, than I have. It's totally, it totally makes sense. And I think that is why it got so much attention is because people were like, Oh, no, I, I understand what he's talking about. You know, people were like, yeah, no. And then like a lot, I think it, I think it got people to talk about the situation at hand. It, it got people pissed at first and they were just focused in on him disrespecting the flag. But I think as it progressed and as other athletes started to do it as well, I think it drew, it drew up conversation like, okay, you don't agree with him doing that, but what do you think about like, where are we at with equality? You know? Mm-hmm. And some of them say, well, yeah, that still sucks. <laughs> you know, uh, off of all of this, for, for everyone that's listening, even if you, do, you disagree with something that I've said here, even if you disagree with something that Andrew said, even if you disagree with something that Mark said, remember that we're all here just having a conversation about it. You know what I mean? And if you disagree, if you disagree with me for something here, I don't hate you. You know, we, it's it's okay for us to have disagreements, but we, we want to continue to have a conversation about it. You know what I mean? So just remember that. Like, it goes back to the same thing when we were talking to Daryl Davis. Be willing to just have a conversation with somebody about it, right? Get your viewpoint out. If you guys want to comment something that maybe disagrees with something here, don't be afraid to comment at it. We ain't going to hate your guts, okay? Just, <laughs> just want to be clear because these types of situations – I personally don't, I don't think that they should be as divisive as they are, but they are. And it's, you know, when you have a viewpoint about something, you don't think it's radical, but some people will disagree, but you know, let's have a conversation about it. If you want, if you have something you want to mention in the comments, comment, we'll see it. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, like just to, to, uh, get pissed off and to, you know, be angry. I, I, it's not going to be something that's going to help resolve stuff. I think asking further questions, you know, Hey, what do you think about this? Hey, you know, they said this about this situation. Did you guys factor that in, you know, and adding to the conversation I think is, is, is really where it's at. And hopefully, hopefully moving forward, people can, uh, you know, try to have a cooler head about things and try to understand each other's points better. Yeah. Um, I saw on some of the comments, you know, talking about being decisive, the um, Daryl Davis clip that Mark had posted on his Instagram. And I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty rough. And I, I seen one comment that made me laugh. And I normally don't do this kind of thing, but I looked and he was like, thanks to Daryl Davis, I now join the KKK because I was unaware of everything that was happening. And when I saw him on, on Joe Rogan, I joined. And so I'm like, Okay, I'm just curious. So I clicked on his profile, and he has like a David Goggins motivational thing. So he could have been just trolling, but like, um, yeah. most likely, right? But Probably even troll. yeah, but even that, people just like get a rise out of other people, and it's just it's just all such a weird situation. There's no consequence, right? There's no yeah. consequence. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can just. I mean, literally, anyone can go on anybody's 
uh, ha- uh, social media and say anything. <laughs> they could say anything they want about you. They could accuse you of something that you never did before. I mean, they could just, they could really just go in there and just drop a bomb and walk away. And then they don't have any, I think uh, sometimes when people make those comments, they don't have uh, any intention of ever going back and seeing even if you responded to it. Mm. So you're like, all right, I got this sick response. Like, this is going to be perfect. I'm really going to burn this guy. This is awesome. And you're like making sure like, oh, yeah, I worded it really well. And the punctuation's decent. And like, <laughs> I'm not going to offend anybody. And it sounds super smart. And you like, click. <laughs> like, I showed that guy what's up. But like, no one cares, you know. But, I mean, maybe some fans read it and they laugh about it if you made fun of somebody or pointed out something that was funny but i just don't think it i don't think it really moves us forward i think we could all agree that it's just like these are all like lateral they're all like lateral moves and a lot of times they're backwards moves so some for someone to say oh, i was inspired by that and i joined the kkk it's like that's not really it's not moving anybody forward it's not funny you know, it's I, the guy was probably trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. I was probably trying to like, you know, think that this is like a humorous thing. Um, and so I, I just think not that everything you do always has to be stuff that moves you forward either, but I just don't think it's great to have shit that's moving you backwards. Yeah. And then going back to your question and Seema about, you know, are things getting better? Um, I, I, I've definitely seen it get better. I remember elementary school, we had like one black kid in the whole school. Ended up being really good friends with him. He was my boy, Curtis. What's up, dude? See, uh, you ain't racist. Yeah, see? I got, I, got, I got the one. That's where I was going with it. Uh, anyways, so it really yeah, bro. In, in elementary school. One black friend. Yeah, and then, dude, this is funny. So I grew up in... I grew Every up in, white person has, has one black friend. But check this out. Sure. And Seema's going to love this. So I grew up in Woodland. And so I met him, hung out with him since third grade. And then every black person that I hung out with after that was literally his cousin. Like there was one family in the whole town. And like, I knew like it was that legit. In Woodland? Dude. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in elementary school, there was the one black kid and then a bunch of Mexicans, a bunch of white people, and then a handful of Asians. And then, it's kind of the same thing throughout junior high, but then right as I was getting into high school, that's when like literally, so small town woodland, I promise I'm not racist. Uh, that's when like more like Indians started populating the area. So I remember seeing like, Oh, we got like one or two now. All right. Wow, you're so careful. I promise I'm not racist. Yeah, well, I have to be careful, dude. <laughs> I know. I know. And uh, then, and then in high school, you know, it was just like literally like, a little bit of everything but then now uh with uh jasmine going to school and i'm sure you guys i mean we do this at the gym too but like we would say like like josh like which josh like oh asian josh or black josh like whichever one like that's how we did it uh i noticed that jasmine they don't do that they say like so and so s or so and so r like they they do the the last name they don't say like oh asian so and so or white so and so and so I thought that was pretty cool. Like, I'm like, okay, that's definitely a step, you know, in the right direction. Cause they're, they literally don't see them as this or that. There's just the person and their last name. And in this case, their initial or their last name. So that's a brilliant observation, man. Yeah. I, mean, like, I think I, it's great. I'm not around kids, so I don't mm-hmm. see this stuff much, but like both of you guys, Mark and yourself, I think Mark, you kind of said something similar. Like your kids are really keen on that type of stuff. And that's an amazing thing. Like, yeah, we are moving forward, but there's there's still a lot of <laughs> shit we're seeing along the way. Yeah, old people just need to die off. 
<laughs> well, and they are. <laughs> we have a hundred, a hundred K, a hundred thousand Americans have now died from COVID nineteen. Yeah, damn. I think that we just we reached that today. I think, and then uh, I think. Um, I think Elon Musk was going to like launch something in outer space too today, but I, I think it might have got canceled. Or oh, something. really? Got aborted. Oh, got postponed no. or something. No, they were they were going through it, but they aborted the mission like an hour and forty minutes oh, okay. or something. Yeah, they're going to do it again on the thirtieth. Did they say why? Just something something was just like malfunction. So they yeah, so they like abort mission. It's very movie esque. <laughs> At least they didn't launch it and something happened. Thank God. Oh my gosh, dude. That's some. That's some. Like, yeah, Doctor Evil stuff. They probably did the countdown and everything. <laughs> oh man, you guys get any uh, working out in today? Not me, but I did wake up early because I needed to change my oil in my car, and it's been so damn hot. So that's what I did instead of training this morning. Nah, I did some slingshot push-up. I'm doing a minimum of fifty push-ups in the slingshot push-up every day. Yesterday I did a hundred. Today I've done fifty so far, but I'll do more. Nice. I'll get in a workout tonight. I'm doing that just because it, it's really actually been helping my AC joint out because like with pushups, my AC joint seems to hurt. But as I've been doing more of these normal pushups are not painful, are not yeah. nearly as painful mm. here. So that slingshot pushups been helping a lot. Yeah, I squatted for the first time with like legit weight on Saturday. And yeah, I was I was pretty sore the next couple of days. It was pretty bad, but I did use the leg press and I did a lot of other accessories. Yeah, how you like and being back at ST. Dude, it was fantastic. I mean, so I went on like a, I think it was like a Tuesday morning or something. And uh, it was just me and Sully. And he always has the music going. He's an animal. But like just being in the gym and hearing the music loud, because like when I train here at home, it's early. So like everything's quiet. And it just, it felt so like, I was like, whew. I, I really did miss this, you know? And then of course, Saturday, people started showing up. So. It, it was really cool. Yeah, it was. It was it's great good to see that Sully hasn't missed a meal either. <laughs> Man, he's no, looking he thick as not. a brick. Yeah, I saw him yesterday. Uh, he's <laughs> down with the thickness. He's so damn strong, though. Yeah, always built. Yeah, yeah. I was in there yesterday. I got a chance to train some boobs. Nice. Yeah, so I just I drove down um, two days ago. Stayed the night and then trained in the morning and got a bunch of stuff shot with my fat big fat friend jesse burdick and uh all that went really good it was it was cool to move around some weights it's been a while Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um i just uh did some like dumbbells and cable crossovers and just some pure bodybuilding stuff but i think you know people that are when they when you guys do get the opportunity to get back into your gyms um you know give it give it some time like just pick stuff that you really like and that you really enjoy and do it maybe a little lighter than you're used to and give yourself about two weeks, you know, before you start really trying to like push, but just have fun, you know, go in there and just treat it like, um, like you did when you were young, when you first, when you first started training, like just, just literally pick the exercises that you enjoy, <laughs> do a bunch of those. And I would say, uh, maybe have like, two goals one is to like work up a sweat and two is to uh not have you know long rest periods you know just so you can bring up your conditioning a little bit but just keep it super simple i think a lot of people are going to come back off of this and they're going to get hurt 
you got to be really careful. You know, if you're, if you're basing some of your lifts, you're going to go percentage based and you're like, yeah, I was, you know, in the middle of this program and, uh, you know, my max was 400 in the squat and you're going to try to, you know, do percentage based stuff again. It's like, well, you got to take a huge knock on that. And I, I just wouldn't even worry, really worry about that. I would just do like set to 10 and, and 15 and stuff like that just for a little bit, just to get used to the exercises again. Yeah. There's a uh, be gentle with yourself, please. <laughs> I, I think we might have another, con- I don't know if we're gonna have another conversation about this, but yeah, be really gentle with yourself when you go back in, don't go off of your last maxes from your last training cycle. Just, just get in, get some good work, keep it easy, moderate, leave the gym feeling good. Don't leave the gym feeling beat up or you won't be in there for another three or four days. <laughs> you know, um, please, please. My chest is really, really sore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I killed it. I mean, I did, I started out with cable crossovers and I did some dumbbell work and I did like uh, flat incline and then I finished with cable crossovers again. That's always brutal when you, you uh, start and finish with the same exercise. That's always tough. And then for today, I, I went on a three-mile walk with the 40-pound uh, weight vest. And then I did a podcast um, with the people at Barbell Shrugged. And I did that podcast. I just left the weight vest on because I was like, there's a good opportunity just to keep this thing on for like four or five hours. So that was my training for the day. My traps were lit up. Dude, you know, I'd be so – okay, so you all know how I've been using the, the, the whoop thing, right? I'd be so interested in seeing like, cause they have this thing called strain on it. Mm. Um, I've been like moving a lot of things from this house to another house and all of that, all of those moving heavy boxes, it's tracked my heart rate. That's a substantial amount of strain. And then that on top of like the jujitsu I do it, like it, it really has it high, but with all the miles of walking, the weight vest that you have, the, the heart rate and all that type of stuff, I, it, it's like there, there's, let's just say 15 or 16 is kind of high strain, but honestly, Mark, based off of like the stuff you do, I feel like almost every day you'd be above a 20, <laughs> but that's a good thing. Cause you're, yeah. you're, you're feeling good. Like you're doing all this cardio, you're getting your heart going, you're feeling good as you're doing all of this. So you're like, you, even though you're still getting better at all the running stuff, you're probably just like in incredible shape right now. And people don't realize that. Yeah, it feels good. I feel awesome. I, when I went back yesterday and uh, worked out and stuff, Tom's like, holy shit. He's like, you got even more shredded. He's like, he's like, I've been trying to, you know, do this and that. And he's like, and he's like, look at, he goes, look at my legs. He's like, my legs are so skinny. And I was like, yeah, I was like, my, and I flexed my leg. I was like, my legs got jacked that I didn't, I haven't squatted or haven't, you know, I body weight squats. I was like, I've just been uh, doing some sprints. And he's like, oh man. He's like, I got the short end of the stick here. <laughs> shit yeah man yeah, that, that's crazy it's good though yeah that's awesome alright men <laughs> thank you everybody for checking out today's episode thank you Perfect Keto for sponsoring this episode again they got a new promo code promo code powerproject25 for 25% off any order of $50 or more uh, for more information on them please check out the uh, YouTube and Facebook show notes and uh, iTunes show notes uh, please make sure you're following the podcast at Mark Bell's Power Project on Instagram at MB Power Project on TikTok and Twitter also on LinkedIn again Facebook YouTube all over the place my Instagram is at I am Andrew Z if you want to get in touch with me if people wanted to talk to Ensema, how could they do so and see my on instagram and youtube and see my yin yang on tiktok and twitter uh, mark i'm um, at mark smelly bell 
on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, thank you guys so much for following along. Appreciate it and appreciate all the support that I'm getting at markbell.com. Uh, I was excited this uh, over the last couple of days working with uh, Jesse Burdick and Josh Settlegate, putting a bunch of stuff together for the website. And uh, it's just been great. Like we've had such a good response from the people that are on there. And uh, in addition to that, to give everybody an update on uh, my boy Corwin, who I, I've shared some information about him before. He's the guy that had the the uh, the heart attack. He's he's been doing great. And now he's actually like starting to lift. So he's making like progressions. He started out with walking and he would walk just a few thousand steps a day. Now he's up over 10,000 steps a day. Now he's starting to lift. He can lift like 20 pounds. He's not supposed to really lift any heavier than that, but I have encouraged him. I've actually gotten on the phone with him and said, Hey man, we got to get you like bodybuilding. So we're, we're going to give him like a kind of full on like bodybuilding Sick. program to do for a while. And, uh, once he, once he's able to, you know, do some bodybuilding for about six weeks and, uh, hopefully the, covid stuff is uh lifted the quarantine's lifted uh i'm gonna have him pick a powerlifting meet but it won't be for a while because we gotta wait till he's like fully healed up and everything so yeah just some fun stuff man it's great to be able to influence and inspire people like that it's really cool to to see someone take the advice too and take it to that next level he's lost like 40 pounds he's been <laughs> kicking a lot of ass and it's just it always just starts with one step starts with one small step so if i can encourage our fans of this show to do anything it's just to start you know pick something and just start doing it whether it be walking or riding your bike or some sort of uh any activity whatever the hell you can do yeah uh do it find something simple find something that can be repeatable strength is never a weakness weakness is never strength catch y'all later thank you guys again for checking out episode 392 with just the crew i sincerely appreciate your guys time and uh, of course you know taking the time out to download this episode listen to it and hang out with us for a little bit um really quick we want to thank everybody that's been rating and reviewing the podcast on itunes it helps us out so much and because this was such a heavy episode i'm gonna do my best to lighten it up with a really funny uh review which makes makes me very happy uh this one's from nacho gains it's an amazing name uh he says second wave quote ha 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 dude the second wave is the worst keep up the good work uh nacho thank you so much for that dude um I, I know you're you're, you're kind of having fun with it, but really that does help us out. So uh, if you listen in right now, if you would like to hear your name read on air, please head over to iTunes, drop us a rating and a review, and you could hear your name on air, just like our homie Nacho Gaines. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.